man. Holy <sighs> God. You oh all right? God. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh. close. Holy shit. That dead is really evil. Yeah, man. You were like Barry Sanders out there, though. Really nice job. And good move with the axe. Yeah, like, thanks. Oh, saw that coming with the trees. Fucking got lucky there finding the axe, man. That yeah. was clutch. And speak about luck. Getting in this room with the barricaded door. Like, yeah. Oh, the, the food. We're going to we be okay. Be, for, yeah. We can just wait it out. Hopefully the army will come. <sighs> I just got to catch my breath. And, oh, son of a bitch. What? Eat, look at this. I think oh, I, think my I got God, bit. man. You got bit. That's human teeth. What right? a schmuck, man. Now what the hell fuck are we gonna do? Yeah, you better kill me, I guess. What? I'm not yeah, gonna kill you. Yeah, you gotta kill me and cut off my head. We Come saw on. what happened to the other guys. Well, but it takes time, man. Let's let's wait this out. Maybe we can make a plan, try to cure you. I don't know. I, Amputate this, your arm. Yeah, it, this isn't like snake venom. We're not gonna put some neosporin on this. Come on, man. I'm not gonna kill you. You gotta be a little more optimistic. You gotta help me out here. Look, I'll turn around, hit me in the head a couple times real no, quick. No, I'm not gonna do it. You gotta do it. I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna piss you off, all right? Get ready. Good luck, man. I'm not gonna kill you. You you know what, Ethan? You what? don't dress well. I know that I don't dress well. I'm Fuck. disheveled. Uh, it's fine. Okay. I still love you, and I'm not... I'm gonna oh, cure you. I had sex with your girlfriend. No, you I, didn't. I did. It was really hot, and we were. I our doubt bodies it. were moving. My girlfriend and is very had... trustworthy. She would never do that. <sighs> okay, fine. Um, I, you, I don't like your mom's cooking. Me neither. She doesn't cook well. I know that she doesn't cook well. This isn't gonna work. I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So uh, help me get the situation back on track, man. No, I think you really have to. By the way, do you have a little gray in your beard? I just noticed what? that. I think you got a little gray, like in the side of your beard. Son of a bitch! Oh, God! No! I can't stand getting older! I knew this was a good idea, but you in the moment... bastard! In the moment, I really wish I hadn't. Oh, that hurts. So why is your boot on my neck? Die! Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. This isn't a bite. This is a birthmark. I've had it for years. <laughs> Bad science. Did the movie get it right? Bad science. Or will we have to fight? Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Bad Science. I am your host, Ethan Edinburgh, and today we are talking about the 2004 remake of Dawn of the Dead by Zack Snyder. Uh, today I have two unbelievable guests. First, we have Dr. Michael Harris, the Associate Professor of in Integrative, I knew I was going to mess it up, Integrative Physiology and Neuroscience <laughs> at Long Beach State. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great. It's great that I said integrative like nine times before we started recording, and then once we're tracking, disaster strikes. It's one of those words, but you know, we'll just, we'll work with it. Yeah. And you even told me, like, oh, we integrate stuff. <laughs> That's the root of the word, but, you know. Yeah, couldn't do it. Science is complicated. Um, besides Michael, here to my left, I have the absolutely lovely and handsome and delightful. Ooh. Beautiful and talented. Wow. <laughs> Comedian, guys. writer, Joe Quazala. Hi, everyone. I would have said integrative. That would have been my first. <laughs> oh, like the way his, I would have done it. I thought you uh, wanted me to describe you as integrative. No, I, I do think I am integrative because yeah. I think that's a word I might be making up. I mean, you have integrity. <laughs> Thank that, you. That, yeah, it will work. There yeah. you go. Um, so, guys, I know from Michael's very enthusiastic email that he loves this movie. Oh, huge. yes. So what is your, like, did you see it before? No. For, Okay, so you're like with me because I just saw it for the podcast. Right. Yeah, I, I had just watched it, but I knew about it. I also knew about the original because I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which is where George Romero is from, and he shot 
the original Dawn of the Dead at a mall in Pittsburgh, kind of our famous mall, the Monroeville Mall. So that's like a point of pride for people in awesome. Pittsburgh. Awesome. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm actually shocked that you guys haven't seen this movie. This is canon. Every Everybody <laughs> should see this movie. It, it, anyone listening, haven't seen the movie, see the movie. Yeah, go check it out. Um, I mean, I would make the same recommendation after having watched it. It's definitely fun. I wish, though, that I saw it with a group of friends. Certain movies, I realize on the podcast, are just better with a group, with, like, having fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have some drinks, have some snacks. Yes. Maybe have a beer. You know what I mean? Hey, man, kick back. Kick back. Put, <laughs> yeah. put your Throw hair on down. some zombies. Perfect. I mean, I really think so. Yeah, I watched it with a friend, and we had a good time. Okay. Kind of clowning on it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... It doesn't take itself too seriously. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right, which is good. And there's... All, I mean, there's just... There's lines where... I mean, I think it's Michael Kelly is the actor who plays CJ. Uh, uh, he's, yep. like, the, the main security guy. Mm-hmm. Just, like, there's a... This apocalyptic thing happening, and he still manages to just be, like, the biggest dick. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, these little... Don't you guys little, steal anything yeah. from my mall that I'm a security guy for? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, the concept World, of ownership is gone. World's going to shit, but don't <laughs> take don't anything. steal anything. I, I really yeah. want you all to be standing around in the blood-soaked clothing, because right. we're a mall. Right, yeah. Every every grid is down. Like, what do you... <laughs> and just being like, what's your, what's your fucking deal? And you're like, whoa, <laughs> hey, slow down. Yeah. Be nice. Every, most people are dead. There are only seven humans, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. His character was, like, instantly... Hated like I I hated on him mm-hmm. like so fast yeah but then I don't know what he happened a, there's he has like, an arc I mean yeah, kind of sort of uh I, I, towards the end he's you know he's he, I was like he's gonna die soon just because of the way they presented him it's, right it, almost as if he had a red shirt on yeah yeah exactly huge bastard he's got to go you think yeah and then somehow he, there's not really a ton of character development he kind of is just like on board at the end and then sacrifices himself yeah I think that was my and I don't want to upset you Dr Harris but my issue with the movie was this character development like the lack of character development and how just it didn't see like I didn't really care about a lot of the characters I didn't know anything about them right you know I think I think it was like best illustrated with that one guy Frank who was like the dad and he mm-hmm. got sick and like it's supposed to be this really dramatic moment where he's gonna die <laughs> yeah. and I was just nah. thinking like who the hell is this guy yeah. I don't know this guy it's, it's Max Headroom it's the guy, guy who plays Max Hedrick in the, cool the thing old about this, TV the, show. The character actors in this, right? You couldn't yeah. help but think about the other characters uh-huh. they played. And yeah, I mean, right. that was Max Hedrick start <laughs> to finish. <laughs> start to finish. Um, but I did have a great time. I think it is a mm-hmm. good, uh, fun film for people to check out if they haven't. Um, I have not seen the original, so I cannot compare it yeah. to that also. Well, I think with the with the genre in particular, it doesn't, the character, I you can excuse the lack of uh, character depth. Right. You yeah, know? or depth That's like of any really kind. That's not really why you're there. You yeah. Know? No, it's not a story film. No, no, not really. No, you're there for the set pieces. Yeah. It's like a long Disney ride. <laughs> <laughs> with blood. Yeah, right. yeah, with yeah interactive uh, arcade Disney ride, right? Sure. And I think, yeah, and I think this is the type of movie that Zack Snyder should be doing. Because when he tries to do more serious stuff, that's when I'm like, oh, you you can't pull it off. Right. But if you're just setting up these like big, you know, horror set pieces with like a lot of blood and gore, mm-hmm. that's that's when I'm like, oh, okay, this is, yeah, I can get down with it. It's funny you said horror because I wanted to bring that up with you guys too. I was expecting more of a horror film and I think what I got was more of an action mm-hmm. film. That's true. Yeah, because there's not really a lot of suspense in this. Right. right. Doesn't it leading up? It's just, oh, around this corner, there's going to be zombies. <laughs> Look, mm-hmm. there, there are, are zombies. <laughs> yeah. Question is, how many? Yeah. How fast are they going? Exactly. You know, it's this, not a 
is there a zombie here somewhere? No. Right, the, right. And I think the, the speed of the zombies in this one is really what shifts it from horror to action. Yes. Because there's, there, like you said, there's suspense mm-hmm. if you know a zombie is slowly making its way to you. But if they're just running at you, like you're going to hit them with a hammer <laughs> and it's an action movie. <laughs> and, yeah. and this actually brings up an interesting point in zombie canon mm-hmm. about, you know, are zombies slow or fast? Because... They're either one or the other. You've got right. the, the old school George Romero, you know, uh, stumbling zombies moving mm-hmm. very slowly. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like the World War Z 28 days later kind of rage zombies that are, that are fast and strong. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there is for those of us who debate these things, <laughs> that's one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Because, yeah, the, the more traditional. I, clearly, I have thoughts on this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I personally didn't like how they never said zombie in the movie. They just like couldn't find how to call like well, what to call them. That's pretty standard for zombie movies, isn't it? It, oh. it really is, right? Because if you think about I it, you know, know, something's going to hell in the world. We don't yeah. know what it is. It's a disease, mm-hmm. but zombies are fictional. I feel right? like so exactly. if you're in the middle of this thing, there's something nasty going on. Right, right. And it doesn't. It, uh, you know, I liked it that they didn't yeah. put a label on. Exactly. Because okay, if okay. you if they called them zombies, then that must mean that z- the idea of zombies exists in their culture already. Right. They which know. means there are already zombie movies. Then they would constantly be like, "This <laughs> hey, is like that." Movie. We're in a zombie movie. Yeah, it's like that movie, exactly. Dawn of the Dead. Right. Yeah. So in yeah. order for it to be realistic, Only, you know, more modern. Yeah. <laughs> this feels similar. Should we go to the mall like they do in that movie, Dawn of the Dead? It didn't work out so well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't go there. Um, I mean, yeah. I think in what was it like Twenty Eight Days Later? One of those. But where they say infected? I thought that made sense. At infected. least there was like a label. To Walking that. Dead. It's walkers. Oh, okay. And when the characters are talking about sort of other places, right? It's like, is everybody dead there? Well. Sort of, right, yeah. yeah. That was in funny. that they get up and eat people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was as close as we got to a new term. But that's an important thing for the characters, right? Because the people that are in the moment think of their friends and their loved ones as not being dead. You always see that. Is mm-hmm. that yes? You know, the 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 um, the Russian wife character who's who's uh, giving birth. That's a very strong emotional bond. It wouldn't be if the characters all recognized these were zombies, zombies were different. It's, you know, my loved one is sick. Right. I still believe this person is in there. Yeah. 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 Um, So I I absolutely want to get to your thoughts on slow versus fast zombies and how the brain might work and all that stuff. But I have notes actually from this movie in like – Order. In, oh, like, sure. Let's go with the notes. Chronological. Let's see. Yeah, I just want to get. You put all this work into this. We don't want to throw <laughs> I, that off the table. I wouldn't say that. Um, okay, so I thought it was very notes funny. Are written in crayon? <laughs> uh, Joe, shut up. <laughs> I would say the. Uh, so at the beginning, we have like Ving Rames walking through like that tunnel with, I don't even know her name. Sarah Polly. Sarah Polly. She's great. Yeah. What's her name in the movie? Oh, Anna, I think. I think it's Anna. Let's go with Anna. We'll go with Anna. Let's do it. So you went with Ving Rhames. I thought we were just you're doing right. actors. Yeah. <laughs> you're I mean, right. I don't know anybody's name in this movie. Uh, spoiler alert uh, for the podcast, not the movie. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> so he, they're walking. He has a shotgun and they encounter these three other people, one of them pregnant, one dude with a handgun. And they have like this altercation and basically they let like them know that they're going to the mall. But they don't invite the cop to go with them. And I thought that was very strange. If you're like in the apocalypse, basically, you know things are going to shit, mm-hmm. and a cop comes by with a shotgun, 
wouldn't you instantly be like, hey, please we help our us. side? Yeah, like come with us, or maybe we'll go with you. But like mm-hmm. that, yeah. Be, what do you know? Protect us. Yeah, but there was like no conversation, pretty much at all. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing with that with me is right. So they they saw each other mm-hmm. and exchanged shots. So this is the thing, and you got in the opening sequence as well in the neighborhood uh, where where Anna's just leaving Mm -hmm. and her neighbor's across the street and points a gun at her because people in the moment don't actually know what's going wrong. Mm -hmm. We as an audience can tell the difference between the zombies and the not zombies. But in the moment, the characters don't. They don't know who's hostile and who's not. So you got one group of three. They clearly know each other at least a little. Mm -hmm. And then you got another group of two. But when those groups meet, they don't know each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Ving puts a a gun to Sarah Polly's head and and says talk right, right say right. something yeah yeah that's a, at that point the only distinction i like that moment yeah there's certain moments in the movie i, I do like there are also oh. very clear visual tells <laughs> you know for <laughs> when there's a zombie yeah, yeah. You which know, you'd think you'd pick up on pretty quickly yeah <laughs> um, noises uh, noises uh, uh, an, an empty uh eyeball missing you know, limbs yeah right yeah yeah Skin on their face missing. Um, Okay, so right when they get to the mall, they decide that they're going to split up and go look for zombies. Which is... Boy, that's a stupid idea. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, incredibly stupid idea. Let's all go down to the basement alone. It's like like an episode of (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was hilarious. And they don't discuss it. Again, Mm -hmm. no planning, nothing. It almost seems understood. Like, well, I guess we'll each break off on our own and go looking for them. Why would you do that? Especially uh, immediately. Like maybe right if when they got there, if you're there for a little bit and you're like, you know, if this is going to be our home base, maybe we should patrol, see what's make going sure on. that we're safe. Mm-hmm. But like they're there for what seems like 10 minutes and they're like, all right. All right. Let's, listen, let's uh, you, you, Joe, have a gun. So you go that way. I don't have one. <laughs> I'll go to this wing of the mall by myself right. with this like a bat or an axe or something. Well, and there's the weapon had. trading, too. Did you guys catch that? Weapon trading? Trading. So, no. so you, so you uh, the, the, again, sorry, I should have taken notes about character names. I don't know. Nobody knows. Poor, poor performance on my part. <laughs> so, you know, uh, in that opening sequence, uh, the, uh, the the husband from Medium, <laughs> given the other oh. characters does, uh, All right. walks into the sporting goods store. He's holding a crowbar. Mm-hmm. And he puts the crowbar down and picks up, picks up a croquet mallet. mallet. Yes. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Now, I don't know about you guys, but the heft of a crowbar seems more comforting to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, agree. it was a good choice given you know how the battle sequence worked out. Because it had to break need... off and get the shards of it, the exactly. broken right. wood. Exactly. That's yeah. true. But, okay, good call. And may, maybe it was the heft of the crowbar that would be difficult to swing. Maybe that was it. Hmm. Maybe I don't know, but it also uh, seems it, like it was a curious it. choice. Yeah. No also, doubt. maybe keep it on you. Maybe tuck it in your back. Jeans. Yeah, you don't have to get rid of it uh, altogether necessarily. I'll just put this hefty iron bar down and and uh-huh. pick up the um, the light and <laughs> easily. Mallet. Yeah, easily breakable yeah. mallet. <laughs> um, okay, then they went to uh, they went to sleep at one point and decided to turn all the lights off. Which I thought was ridiculous. I thought that happened automatically. <laughs> I think it happened because it turned oh, on it turned automatically, right? Automatically. They said, hey, uh, that's the timers when they, everything went on. So it's. Oh, okay. It's, it's, so uh, maybe it was just convenient timing because they said, like, yes. oh, let's all go to sleep and the lights went right. out. <laughs> so I was like, what? Why turn off the lights? So that makes sense. Okay, so this guy, Michael Kelly, you were talking about at one point, he's watching the TV and he says, see, I told you, America is going to sort this shit out. And I thought that was kind of an interesting. Uh, statement on <laughs> like whether I don't know it seemed like a like a satire for a second about like mm-hmm. that they're actually going to do it and then they don't and then you know then like an army helicopter goes by and just leaves them right and so I thought it was like a tiny 
stab or a poke at how like at Bush's America, Bush's America, like they don't care about you, man. So I don't know. I thought that was like for a second because his character again, huge asshole, and then he give him that line, right? Yeah. Sure, that was interesting to yeah. make the political statement of yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah, so uh, Ty Burrell is in this. He sure is the guy from Modern uh, Family. Playing off type, <laughs> playing off type. Thought he was great. He was good. Yes, I, he was a fun character. Yeah, interesting. Yes, <laughs> interesting, interesting casting. character. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's so, another one where you're like, he's gonna die. Right. Yes. Exactly. And he does. He does. Yeah. But eventually, because took he, a bit. Yeah. He has that. Uh, well, he was necessary for the development of the storyline in terms of where they were going from the mall afterwards. Yeah, right. his, to get, uh, to get his it was boat. his boat. Set up right. a boat guy. Yeah, yeah. So you got to have a boat guy. Although I got to tell you, I think having that one guy's boat, and that's the only boat they could ever possibly access, <laughs> not quite sure if that's a true limitation. Right. But, you know, right. they've it's got the keys. Good option, mm-hmm. I guess. And he had the keys with him, which was good. Thank God he had those huge keys Always with him. Always has his big <laughs> with yellow, yellow yeah, <laughs> fob. <laughs> Uh, which they almost forgot. She had to go back at the last smart. second there and snag him. She's smart. She's very smart, um, which is why she survives, although Do doesn't they? survive. That was a weird move too, right, at the end of the movie? Oh, I mean, first out of the gate, I'm like, it's what? Why are they there? Because <laughs> they show I didn't understand. And it was like, okay, yeah. we're going to get some full frontal here. Uh, a lot. And, uh, Big choices in this movie. And then, yeah, over the credits, just kind of tease out that they uh, probably die. Right. I mean, it seems like for sure mm-hmm. they're going to die, right? Yeah, it was sort of a, a uh, uh, um, you know, found footage kind of thing. With yeah, the, right. Yeah, with the handheld 2004 camera. Yeah, <laughs> just lying there on the ground, off kilter, watching people get eaten. So I'm torn about this one. They, on the roof, Ving Rhames uh, and his character, which I assume is named Ving Rhames. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Is communicating with that, like, sniper guy. The on the, guy yeah, yeah. Andy. The, Andy. 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 Oh, all right. Now we're getting somewhere. Well, there somewhere. was a big painting on the side of the wall. That's why I caught that oh, character great. name. Oh, great. Yeah, we just need that for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're communicating with these boards. And uh, I liked their relationship. I thought that was yeah. one of the most compelling relationships of sure. the movie, actually. But I did think, and this is going to lead me to another point, that they were wasting so much time. Like, they're playing chess across, you know, on the roof. And then they're also playing a game where they pick out people that look like celebrities and they shoot them and they're just watching. And then they're also just in the mall, like, hanging out. Everybody's smiling and watching TV. And I was just thinking, there's probably so much that you could do and, like, map out and plan and... Maybe even just try to kill as many zombies that are around the mall as possible with you know, a big I, fire. I don't know about that. I don't okay. know about that. The way I read that was that this is basically boredom, right? They're, they're holed mm-hmm. up. They're safe where they are. Andy thinks he's safe because he's got all his guns. They think they're safe. They're in the mall. Um, mm-hmm. And leaving those premises puts them in two danger. So they're they're sure. stuck. I mean, this is the, the desert island scenario, right? Yeah. And yep. you're on the desert island. You're not always looking to build the boat if there's no place to go. So there's a lot of downtime. I mean, they could have built a zip line to get Andy over there or... Well, I mean, they thought Andy was fine, though. That Except seemed... Andy didn't have any food. Yeah. yeah eventually. Yeah. But at the time, I, I, th- I thought of it as like they're staying put and waiting for help, waiting for it to either end whatever was going on. I would be in a proactive mode, man. I would immediately be like, what the hell can we do to potentially get out of here if we need to or to eliminate as many of these uh, threats as we need to? Yeah, but I think the storyline was pretty clear that, you know, those zombies in the in the, the – <clears throat> 
Whoops. Uh, zombies in the in the area just kept multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it that became a futile effort. Mm. You can't just kill them all from where you are. Okay. You just kept building, I'll building. Uh, pun intended. Nice. Very good. Uh, pun not intended, but it happened. Uh, f- I thought the Down with the Sickness Richard Cheese cover was fantastic. I really liked that. Yeah. That Great was, choice. Uh, was uh, unexpected. Yeah. The, all the music in that, like the Johnny Cash song and the opening credits was great. Yes. All the music was fantastic. And I read that Zack Snyder personally wanted both of those songs and everybody was telling him not to do it. And I'm glad that he pushed through. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, that was good. That was very good. And Thank and you, the <laughs> the version of Down with the Sickness they used was great. Yeah, so you, good. You got the lyric, and it's like, wait a second, this is a familiar song. Like, oh, right. yeah, I know like, what that oh, is. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, love that. Um, what else here? Oh, I this line really bothered me. I don't know how if it bothered you, but they're eating dinner. And she asks him, what's the worst job? Oh, my God. Oh, man, yeah, that, that, that scene, problem. I laughed very hard. How did that get approved, guys? I it, I could see that as being a, a reshoot where it's like, we need some heart in this, you know? Oh, okay. I feel like we don't, we don't really get the his character. Uh, we don't have an investment. Can we uh, shoehorn something in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely shoehorned it in. Mm-hmm. They shoved it in there. He says, like- uh, I knew the job. I, I know the job I was worst at. Being a husband. And then <laughs> there's like I this. got hey, I got three pink slips. <laughs> Remember that? He said he got yeah. three pink slips. Yeah. That's how he refers to his divorces. <laughs> and they're all Christ. like looking at each other. Like even them at the table are reacting like, What the yeah. hell did he just say? What's wrong with this dude? What an awkward thing. And then they say, like, oh, like trying to turn it around, like, what was the best job? And he was like, Ah, oh, the best job I had. Being a dad. Yeah. And that was like totally somber because clearly there's no kids with him. So right. it's like, oh, Okay, so that's a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this guy you do not want as a guest uh, at your Thanksgiving. Um, So the baby scene, I guess we have to talk about this zombie baby uh, ordeal, which was very disturbing uh, and apparently was more disturbing originally. And they had to like modify it. Uh, because I people think people were getting grossed out. Yeah, I so think uh, the, if, if you watch the director's cut, oh, here we go. There's more footage, and and <laughs> it's outstanding. What, what, <laughs> exa- outstanding. what exactly happens? <laughs> Do you see the actual birth? You don't see the actual birth, but there's a lot more baby. Okay, I um, thought the baby, from what I read, kills the mom. Is that true or no? I don't know about that. Oh, okay. I think I think the, we see her get shot in the head. Well, no. Right, so so but. she had turned. I thought she had turned to a zombie, or else she was really really sick. She got bit. Right. Yes. 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 And and well, I know. I guess she she, she dies just, in childbirth, but mm. she was. I don't, mm. Is no, I, the no woman, she the was woman a zombie. She's a zombie going through, tied yes. up. Labor. That's why she, she was tied up. She yes, become yes. a zombie and. She was going through labor, and that's when uh, a little bit after that woman, who you know, no one will ever know that uh, the older woman's yeah. name, no, who no, comes no. in and sees Mackay Pfeiffer holding the baby, we can't really see it, right? And then sees uh, the zombie, zombie wife, zombie wife, zombie mom, and zombie. then shoots her in the head. Yeah, because yeah. she just freaks and shoots her, and that's yeah. actually neat, neat uh, juxtaposition, right? Because. From the woman's perspective, this is a zombie. They're killing zombies. Mm-hmm. From the husband's perspective, that's the you know mother of my child. Mm-hmm. So then he snaps and they exchange fire. Right. Right. Which also another very quick decision in this movie. That grandmother could have had a conversation. Uh, like what's going on? Yeah. Or you no, know, she's tied up. 
the, the, the right. There's there's yeah. no threat really. Yes, they're yeah, just you, in you this have room. A conversation. <laughs> Why not have a conversation? But instead, they're just like he's pointing a gun at her. She points the gun at the wife, and he's like, "Hey, don't do that." That would have been a good time to say, "Okay, well, hold on a second. Let's talk about this." It looks we've like had she's a zombie. Discussions about you know killing people that are bitten so they don't turn to zombie. Right. We've got one here. Everyone What's was the, fine with that decision. Yeah, maybe let's let everybody come in and vote. I think I know how this is going to go, and I probably won't be shot. Yeah. And instead, she just takes it upon herself to shoot this woman, and then she gets shot. Mm-hmm. Very silly. I thought that moment was very telegraphed, where they were like, hey, where's your wife? <laughs> oh, she's fine. Don't worry about it. I want to go see her. You can't. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, it's like okay. That that's. I'm sure that's normal, and nothing yeah. will come of that. But what could we possibly worry about <laughs> in this mall? <laughs> really? Yeah. Right. Um, nothing to see here. Then uh, okay. This is one of like the worst decisions in film history, where oh another girl that I is unnamed because I don't know anybody's name in this movie goes to rescue the dog oh, without sure. telling anybody. Yes. I threw my arms up at that. Grow up about the dog. You know, at a certain point. <laughs> Come on, man. Let the dog go. We all love dogs, I'm sure. I mm-hmm. love dogs. Must love dogs. Yes. That's the, yes. the alternate name to this podcast. Must, Must love, love dogs. dogs. But if you, if you are going to go, make a plan with the other people mm-hmm. or like, say that you're going to do it. Or You can't just yeah. run out. There's a million zombies out there. It's like obvious death. Mm-hmm. And you're putting the other people's lives in danger. It's almost like it's a compelling uh, choice for a movie. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> I thought that was observation. I thought that was ridiculous, and there was nothing about her character that said that she would do that. Besides that, she was petting the dog a little mm-hmm. bit before that, right? <laughs> and it was evident that the dog was safe. <laughs> dog was going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nobody, yeah don't attack the, zo- the, the dog. dog. That's true. <laughs> um, so I thought it was funny how when the zombies are coming in, they're coming up the stairs, and then for some reason, maybe you can explain this, they slow down and they just start like when they see the people, they're like, "Oh, is there going to be a battle here?" I thought that was a cinematic choice. I thought like everything was slowing down. Just, I, I think the zombies were kind of just like stopped down to, to like, take it all in. Yeah, to see like strategically what's our move here. Yeah, see that's totally against canon. So I, I saw yes. those scenes as as a you know cinematic reflection of mm-hmm. okay in the moment things move slow and you get more right. detail from it. Oh, okay. Because I think yeah. you see the the regular characters also move slow. I'm gonna have to go back on that one. Yeah, I didn't catch that either, but I think that would that would be the tell right there. Yeah, as I recall, but I would I like that. I but I remember in the moment being like, I think this is what's happening, but it like obviously was not clear. Maybe yeah, they I might I have been yeah, Zach, coming uh, up. With, I don't know on that one. But in all <laughs> of the other instances when zombies are, you know, walking around, they're moving relatively quickly. When yeah. they see a human, they. Speed Spring up and, and attack. Right. So they don't sit and reflect in any of the other scenes. Yes. Correct. Which I like. Yeah. That makes sense. Sticking to the rules. They're twitchy. They're, they're, uh, I was almost said enthusiastic. That's not the right <laughs> they're word. very enthusiastic. But they're energetic. You know, yes. they're energetic zombies. And, and, and the, it opened with that too. If you remember the very beginning sequence where, uh, with the daughter, girl? With, the, with the, the girl, it's not, she's not a daughter. She's a neighbor. Oh. Oh, that's a that's a misconception about the movie. Oh, yeah. A neighbor I, thought, girl. I also thought it was a daughter. A little is explained in this film. Yeah, very, very <laughs> much so. But then, you know, the husband gets bit. He dies. He reanimates. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, he's chasing the the wife in the car yeah. and getting closer and closer and closer and then just peels off because there's- He sees a fresh the, a, a fresh body, yeah, uh, neighbor standing yeah. in, the, in the yard. Easily accessible Yeah, woman. so it's very much a like, like <gasps> squirrel. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a radius. And if, yeah, you, you step into it, you're going you're to target. Yeah. The bus, when they start getting on these, well, I don't know, I guess it's a bus, right? Or these huge trucks or whatever. It was, it was, like, a, it was like a charter vehicle of a bus, bus most likely. A uh, nice charter vehicle. Yeah. Uh, they, there was no, again, discussion as to who's going on what bus. They just randomly are going on to the bus. Oh, you, yeah, then split up a couple. Then the couple's looking like, oh, no, what do we do? Now we're on different buses. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like, just that, go on the same the bus. Conversation, yeah. Yeah, that would have been be on the same bus. It's about 10 seconds. You can just decide I'm going. There's with- plenty of space in the buses. Yeah, seems mm-hmm. like it. It's not as if you're like, okay, we got two buses. Only half of us will get there. So, honey, you take this bus, and if you don't make it, I will, and if I don't make it, you will. <laughs> right. Because you know we want to be alone in the apocalypse, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be fun for us. Yeah. Our last moments, um, and then uh, while they're on the bus. There's like calamity that happens oh, where the old guy, for some reason, he's in charge of the chainsaw <laughs> and a good move. has like no idea how to wield it, it seems. And then they like, I don't know what, hit a speed bump or whatever. Yeah. And he just saws through this other woman on the bus, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. And then I don't even know what happened because it was so fast. But something happened where they like were trying to avoid something or the bus hits something and then it turns over and just crashes. They like goes on its side. Yeah. Was that the, was that a result of the calamity? Like that the, the, the saw thing happened and then... It wasn't really affecting the driver. And then everybody was just going nuts. And but then, he like goes through a fence and like the whole... It's hard to flip a car, relatively. Especially, uh, yeah. Huge charter bus truck thing. It just seems so ridiculous. It came out of nowhere, in my opinion. So I didn't know if you guys had a take on that. I didn't rewatch it or anything. Yeah, no, I don't know the the basis for that one. But but okay. but clearly, you know, there was there was storyline elements of okay, so now you're in a, a bus on its side. Now what happens? So yeah. We, mm-hmm. we need to kill off some more people. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Because the, the boat's only down. so big. Mm-hmm. Um okay, well that's that's pretty much my chronological uh, take on the film. Um, do you guys? I mean, you're you're more of a zombie movie guy. Do you like zombie movies in general? Uh, I do. I, I don't. Okay. I haven't seen all of them, but like, I'm I'm okay with them. I watched Where The did, Walking Dead way past. I should have stopped uh, <laughs> watching. Uh, yeah. Where does it like? What's your favorite? Was is The Walking Dead your favorite zombie? Uh, I I no. I I tend to. I, like I said, I. Watched so much of The Walking Dead and maybe didn't like it nearly the whole time. Uh, but I was just like, well, I might as well watch seven seasons of this. Uh, I tend to like the comedic takes. Like, I think Shaun of the Dead's really great. Yeah. I like Zombie Dead a lot. Yeah. I, I love thought that. those were really good. Okay. I was going to ask you the same thing. Just, you know, if there's other zombie movies you like more or where does this. So I in? come at this from a couple of different ways, right? So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a scientist. I'm a physiologist. I, I watch these things to, to get a, a take on, huh, is that. Given what I know about human physiology and biology, is this a real thing? Right? Mm. I, I watch zombie movies to not focus on the supernatural part, to not say, you know, I, I look at these things to say, you know, how would we make this happen? Mm-hmm. What's what's the underlying? And I look at the character development of the zombies more than I look at the people. Nice. Right. Okay. And I'm looking to say, okay, how would you, you know, get that phenomenon? Why, mm-hmm. why are they— uh, walking the way they're walking. Why are they 
perceiving the world, you know, are they are they hearing things? Are they smelling things? Are they seeing things? That's that's what I watch zombie movies for. Oh, interesting. Is okay. the closest thing in reality that we have to this a bath salts? <laughs> Right, because that's you. You hear stories about people who got high on bath salts and went nuts and like ate someone's face. Sounds similar. Bath salts or or PCP. I mean, I'm a okay. ch- child of the '80s, and those mm-hmm. were the horror stories we got in the after school specials there. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, I, I see a lot of parallel to that. Is, is suspending the normal societal limitations and uh, just running ragged and wild. Mm-hmm. You ever try PCP? Uh, no. You want some? No. No. <laughs> All right, Joe. Let's let's do it. Yeah, that's my dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But there's nothing that's like a, it's always an infection. It, it seems from the uh, in the world of the of the zombie stories. Infection, a, a toxin or a infection. Disease. Yeah, that's that's always yeah. they they bring something like uh, viral or mm-hmm. or chemical warfare or something like that. It's mm-hmm. always so it, it always seems, takes the standard human condition and changes it somehow. Right. Okay. And we the, is there what's the closest thing to that in in reality? Is there anything that's even like remotely close to that? You know, I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, this is my take on it, right? I always look at these things and say how close to reality could this be? Mm-hmm. So, um there are a number of situations in in the animal kingdom and I know you took have some some prep on this. The idea that you know uh, a parasite or a fungus or something like that takes over the body of a, a host organism and changes the behavior of that host organism so that it benefits the parasite. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there are a lot of examples of nature uh, about doing that in terms of humans and mammals. Um, and I've seen this in in film as well, but also in science, uh, rabies comes awfully close to that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, we were talking a little bit before the pod did a study on rabies recently. I don't know when you Yeah. Did. So, so this is something that I did, uh, collaboration with some other, uh, scientists and the neat thing about diseases like rabies. So it's a viral infection. Mm-hmm. And one of the characteristics is the behavior of an infected animal changes. And, uh, I'll take a, take a step back, right? So if you're a virus, what's good for the virus is you infect a host and then that host transfers the virus to another host. Mm-hmm. So in situations like uh, you were talking about the, the zombie ant phenomenon where a parasite infects an ant and the ant starts behaving in a way ants don't behave. They climb to the top of the plant, ant gets eaten by a bird, and then the parasite gets transferred to the secondary host, which is the bird. Yeah. Right? So the, the uh, parasite or the infective element changes the behavior. With rabies, an infected animal gets more aggressive or more gregarious or more curious and puts itself in a situation that's more likely to pass on the rabies virus. Mm -hmm. And um, that's in the best interest of the virus because it passes on and not in the best interest of the host organism. So we've done some work on this looking at proteins that are on the surface of rabies virus. And it's always been known that these proteins, well, it's long been known that these proteins are involved in, in the active infection. And rabies uh, infects a muscle and then moves into the nerves that connect that muscle to the brain, works its way back into the central nervous system, and then uh, basically chews away the central nervous system and you die. But before that happens, behavior changes in the animal, making it more likely that they're going to be aggressive and bite something or uh, at least interact with other animals. Whoa. Um, so, and, and you see this in other portrayals, right? The, the Stephen King book and movie Cujo, right? Mm-hmm. Where you've got this, you know, friendly St. Bernard that gets infected with rabies and then it gets really aggressive. Mm-hmm. So a big question was, well, what changes the behavior 
before you actually get these changes in the brain associated with the pathology. So we found that uh, the proteins basically act like neurotransmitters. These are the signaling molecules that make one neuron talk to another neuron. And the proteins on the virus interact with the receptors that normally bind to neurotransmitters. So it's like the rabies virus takes over the brain and changes behavior in a way that favors the rabies virus, increasing the likelihood of passing that on. Wow. And, uh, you know, I was involved in the study and the parallel to zombie infection, the idea of how zombies um, change very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so, so if you think about that from a, a biological standpoint, something dies, things happen slowly, you're not going to reconfigure the brain, you're not going to change protein expression all that quickly. Even in this film, zombies turn very, very fast. Mm -hmm. The idea that the infective agent, whatever it is, can work in the bloodstream, uh, cross into the brain, influence how brain cells connect to other brain cells, and change behavior in an instant. Um, that's pretty common in a lot of portrayals of, of mm -hmm. zombies. And uh, so I saw that parallel when we were doing this work with rabies, and uh, right. it all make perfect sense to me and six other people I talked to about <laughs> this sort of thing. Well, now eight. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And whoever listens to you guys. So yeah, right. 10, so 10 nine, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, who knows? <laughs> um, I mean, what uh, I was just thinking what kind of animals get rabies besides because dogs get rabies, they can bite us, we can get mm -hmm. rabies. Does, like, is it spread through other species? Um, it is spread species to species in some instances. So bats have rabies and they can pass them on to, to humans. So that's called what, uh, a zoonotic disease. It goes from an animal to, to a human. Um, there's rabies and rabies is, is uh, specific for specific hosts. So there's, there's a dog rabies and a cat rabies oh, okay. and a mouse and rat rabies wow. and uh, raccoon rabies, fox rabies. What the hell is wrong with these rabies? Uh, well, this is the neat thing about rabies is, is it's neat a virus. Thing. But there's a bunch of different viruses that yeah. are all different species of rabies, and they're specific for specific hosts. Okay. And they have changes in those specific hosts that favor the movement of rabies from, say, one mouse to another mouse. Mm -hmm. It's not because that mouse gets incredibly aggressive. It's because that mouse gets really curious and moves around a lot. Yeah. And uh, the rabies that spreads um, around through canids, through dogs – um, normally something like a fox is pretty cautious. A rabies-infected fox is not cautious. Mm -hmm. And there's okay. these great photographs of, you know, these Arctic fox that are infected with rabies hanging out with dogs in a kennel, which they would normally not do. Mm -hmm. But they're passing on the, the canid rabies. Interesting. Uh, now, when I think of rabies, I think of almost like what I know from cartoons, essentially. I think of like a, a frothing mouth. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's it. Well, for some species of rabies, but yeah, mm -hmm. um, you get that aggressive behavior. You get the thro uh, frothing mouth because rabies is infecting the salivary glands. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and in fact, that's, that's the infective agent, um, rabies in the salivary glands, lots and lots of saliva. Then you get bit, lots of saliva, lots of rabies that enhances the infection. Am I making this up? Is the, the term hydrophobia uh, related to rabies? That's a term. Um, and it's always been uh, associated <laughs> with, with rabies. Well, I mean, yeah. some of the early portrayals of that, right? Oh, you're afraid uh -huh. of water. I think the Cujo had stuff in, in that as well. Uh -huh. um, honestly, I don't know. I'm right. not going to make something up. That might just be up. kind of an urban legendy connection. 
What's the connection there? I did. The I just kind of remember that. I feel like when I was like a kid, them being like, "Well, you know, rabies. The term is hydrophobic or hydrophobia or something." Oh, interesting. And I don't. I did. I just just one of those things that's rattling around in the back of my brain. I forget how it got up there. Yeah. I think that came from Old Yeller. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. With the the book and the movie that they talked mm-hmm. about being afraid of water in that one. But, okay, uh, that's why Old Yeller was shot. Rabies. Yes. Mm. So that's you know part of the. Yeah. Do we do we have much less rabies now? Have we learned to solve it somehow? Um, yes and no. So the uh, rabies is one of these things that if you get rabies, you're in real trouble. Um, and there isn't a treatment. If if it is spread to the central nervous system, you're going to die. Sounds like you should have studied that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, so but we've got um, inoculation. So we oh. here in North America don't have a lot of rabies problems because we. Uh, our dogs and cats get rabies in fact, uh, inoculations. Right. Oh, okay. Um, whereas rabies is a real problem in the third world where the dogs and the cats don't get uh, those infections. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still, you know, there's still a lot of, um, I'm not going to say a lot. You can still get transmission from bats to humans. You know, if you find a bat sitting in your house, don't pick it up. It's probably got rabies. Okay. Rabies is very common in bats. Very common. Jesus. All right. Uh, so if you get, I, I also think when I think of rabies, I think of like, you get bit by a a dog, like a street dog, not like a domesticated, but like you right. know some dog that you don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. And then I think of like the idea of then going to the doctor in case of some sort of rabies infection. If is that and is that a a real thing? And like if you detect it early, then like you can. That's absolutely a real thing. Okay. That's absolutely a real thing. So so the the treatments there is a prophylactic series of injections, and it's not like the big horse needles in the belly like everyone talks about. Uh-huh. Um, but if you've been bitten by a bat, if you've been bitten by a dog that you don't know, um, there is a course of injections that you can get that is antiviral that will stop the spread of rabies. So hmm. if you get bit, rabies will infect the the muscle. Mm-hmm. And then with time, that rabies will spread from the muscle to the nerves that connect to that muscle. And then it spreads up those nerves into the central nervous system. Um, the anti-rabies um, treatments now, either a, a prophylactic vaccine to prevent the infection to start with, mm-hmm. or if there's a possibility of an infection, you get these shots that are antiviral, preventing the growth of the virus in the muscle. Okay. If it's already spread into the central nervous system— there are, as far as I understand it, only one, if not two, documented cases of a cure once it's been established in the central nervous system. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much no. Bad odds. Bad odds. You have it in the central nervous system. Well, yeah. to bring it back to zombies, that yep. makes me think of, you know, it, it's, it starts and then it spreads, right? With, with uh, rabies, there are some zombie depictions where if you get bit, if in time, if you like cut off the limb, you're good. Yeah, uh, World I was thinking War Z that. had a piece with that. Oh, Remember okay. that one where they're, mm-hmm. they're, the woman gets bit by a zombie and they're in the airplane and uh, they they cut off her arm to prevent the infection spreading. Mm-hmm. And that could be a thing if this spreads like rabies, right? So it grows right. in the muscle, works up the nerve. I was thinking they should that do that transition. at the end of this movie where that guy has a bite on the arm and he decides like, you guys go. Right, I it's not even I'm consider chopping off the arm. He seems totally fine. He just got bit, feels mm-hmm. like. Could yeah. have chopped off his arm. I would have been down to at least investigate. She's a nurse. I don't know. They got to get on that boat. The time's running out. He can't, the boat, there's no weight restriction here. He can easily get on they the boat. They could cut off the arm on, on the, boat. the boat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
You're right. Okay. <laughs> Could have been. Once again, you're right. <laughs> yes! <laughs> the first time on the podcast, I think. It's pretty cool. And what, what happens to humans when they uh, contract rabies? You mean other than dying? Yeah. Is, are there any, like, is there any like, sim- symptoms or like, is there anything that, that changes other than just like, you know, getting very sick? So I got to admit straight up, I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. I you know, could have made something up just because of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I would have believed you my so hard. straight <laughs> scientist buddies who listen to this would have given me such grief. I, yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a, uh, an expert in that yeah. end of things. But, you know, it is a sickness. It is documented mm-hmm. symptoms. Right. Um and uh, I would be curious if it does the same thing where it affects your brain and makes you think, I don't know, I got to spread these rabies to somebody else. Well, one of the neat things about the work we were doing is, is this idea that a virus can cause a, uh, a pathology that will kill you. OK, that's good. But before that happens, if rabies as a virus can influence the way neurons talk to neurons and can influence behavior that way, then maybe – other viruses can do the same thing. This is the mm-hmm. thing that was exciting to us is, yeah, right. you know, there are changes in behavior. You know, OK, you get the flu and then for some reason you're compelled to go to work rather than stay home sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really want to go to work so all your coworkers get the flu as well. Whoa. Right. So maybe there's something the about the talking? flu is telling you, no, no, you should be way more diligent professionally. Um, there is some thought about HIV infection and does HIV infection change behavior patterns of the newly infected to enhance the propagation of the virus there, mm-hmm. wow. less limited, oh, wow. more hypersexual. Um, mm-hmm. These are theories. These these are theories. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Based on that, as you uh, talked about earlier, Does I have some. To like the virus podcast or the or the rabies podcast. Yeah. I thought we were talking That's about right. zombie movies. So let's well, bring it back z- to that. Zombies are infected. Okay, all right. I <laughs> so see the, it, the, the parallels there. We're all we're all connected here. So no, there's these uh, tree frogs, Japanese tree frogs of South Korea, that have, and there's no chance I'm going to say this right, so don't get excited. Batrachochytrium dendrobatidis. Uh, uh, works for me. Okay. Yeah, I think we all got it. You know what that is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, fungus which is well known uh, as a threat to many frog species, but Japanese tree frogs in Asia do not seem to be dying off so suddenly when they're infected. Uh, when scientists listened to the mating calls of 42 male tree frogs, they realized that nine that were infected had calls that were faster and longer, making them more attractive to potential mates. So it's kind of like they're sex zombies. They're making them... Uh, I mean, that's what it says here. Uh, the, so the, the fungus makes the frogs more attractive? Is that what you said? Or they makes them more sexually aggressive? It makes them, yeah, attractive to their mates around them. And then they, that's how they spread that's the fungus. Instead yeah. of becoming more aggressive themselves, it almost makes everybody around them more aggressive. Well, no. So, so this actually them. fits perfectly well, right? So, so the, the infection is changing something to enhance the probability of – Passing on the infection. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? So frogs aren't aggressive. Frogs aren't going to go out and bite another frog. Right. Right. But what helps the infective agent, the fungus in this situation, would be more successful mating calls attracting more mates. So mm-hmm. that frog attracts more other frogs. They all get the fungus. They yeah. start calling in a way that attracts other frogs. And all of a sudden, the infected frogs interact with more frogs than the non-infected frogs spreading the infection. Yeah. Crazy. Frogs. 
Dude, frogs. Frog sex. <laughs> and then on what you said before, these zombie ants, uh, which we don't have to talk about it, but I did want to mention how they have these uh, horrendous spore-bearing bodies projecting out of their skulls once they're dead. And I don't know if you've seen this, but if you haven't, I would Google zombie ants because that, that— It's pretty awesome. Yeah, that fungus not only makes them behave— like completely opposite to how they would normally behave, which spreads the fungus. But like when it comes out, I guess, I don't know how it works exactly. I didn't do a proper research, <laughs> but in the picture, it just looks like a, like a horror movie or something. It looks like this huge, like round stick that's coming out of their brain. And, and that enhances passing on – that's a parasite, isn't it? Or is yeah. that a fungus? Uh, it says a fungal parasite. Fungal so, parasite. All right. A little, so, little bit of both, baby. A little bit. There we go. So uh, – <laughs> but it's being passed on to a secondary host. It's going to the birds, right? Uh, Again, not my field. Scientists don't at me with this one. Yeah, yeah. This is the one you were talking about that it climbs up the plant and then just stays put. So I guess that's the yeah. – Yeah. they go to like high vegetation. Yeah. So then the, the, the morphological change is big, you know – fruiting body that comes out of the the the, the skull the skull well yeah. it's not a skull it's an ant but right. you know the head Come bits. On, sorry i'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so that would enhance the ability of the infection to pass on to the next host which is going to be the bird that eats the ant got you mm-hmm. so and maybe it makes the ant look delicious to the bird right oh does it yeah. look like a worm a little bit uh it does that's true actually wow it okay. looks like a huge worm like a huge you know when you order french fries and there's one that's like way bigger than the other ones sure and you're like yeah, that's what that's i'm talking about first, yeah, right yeah. there that's what it looks like yeah. Mm. Extra worm. And that's the infected one. We know now. Now we know. Yeah, he's just trying to spread viruses. Yeah, McDonald's. Mm. Um, <laughs> so okay, before we get into some more of this stuff, I did want to just touch on the whole fast zombie versus slow zombie. Do you have a preference? Because you didn't really answer me before, as far as like your favorite. You know, because again, I'm I'm more of a rookie zombie movie goer. So what would be the main? You know, the the one I got to see. Oh wow! Okay, so in terms of like the the rage zombie phenomenon, I I always attribute that to be like uh, Twenty Eight Days Later. Okay, that's really where the rage zombie. Mm-hmm. Thing I have started. seen that film. Love that film. Yeah, so I really like that's the that's the one that that broke with canon. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, said, "Hey, zombies can be fast." Yeah, because these you know the old school <laughs> George Romero zombies, you mm-hmm. know, walking around, shambling, moaning, um, and then. 28 Days Later came out, and these things are, are rage zombies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, clearly, I have a theory on this. Oh, Ooh. So Love it. here's the deal with that as far as I – and I, I've, I've used this professionally. Great. Okay. Uh, how much background to give on this? I'm a, I tell you, scientists never let us talk. <laughs> so uh, I've the made deal a here, huge so, mistake. Uh, yeah. I am just, you know, your standard everyday guy – And the thing that separates me from an Olympic-class cyclist is that the Olympic-class cyclist has better capacities for their lungs and their heart and their blood, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, yeah, I could train, but I'm never going to have a really big heart. But the thing – there's like a 10 percent difference Mm -hmm. in what's called uh, cardiovascular capacity um, or respiratory capacity, the ability to to move gas around your body to satisfy needs for your muscles. Yeah. You just put the gas right in your motorcycle. By the way, guys, Dr. Michael Harris, riding a motorcycle. Pretty badass. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Makes getting here a whole lot easier. (laughs) All right. So – High-performance humans have like 10% better capacity for hearts and lungs. All right. So I am a human 
and humans are the source of the zombies, right? We, we take uh, supernatural off the table, right? So you take mm-hmm. a, a normal human, human gets sick, something changes, and then you get this capacity. Mm-hmm. Now, what if, work with me on this one, zombies are cold-blooded? Okay. Okay, so let's, let's work with that. Now, I can compare me, mammal, weighs about 90 kilos, to a cold-blooded reptile, weighs about 90 kilos, that's an alligator. Okay. Now, I know that I have more heart, more blood, more lungs than an alligator does, but alligator just does fine with its heart and blood and lungs because that meets its demands, its metabolic demands for exchanging gas and, and heart and, and blood supply and things like that. And if I take a human, make it cold-blooded like an alligator, it needs metabolic capacity of an alligator. But it's happening in a frame that's a human that has 10 times the heart, the lung, and the blood. Now, the thing that separates me from Armstrong, the Olympic uh, cyclist, is 10% change in cardiorespiratory capacity. And if I take a zombie and give it one-tenth of the needs, it has 10 times capacity. Ooh, I like this. All right. So – the rage zombie phenomenon is not necessarily that they're better, stronger, faster because they're supernatural. It's like they're instantly Olympic class for athletes. Right. So right. they are not stronger per se, but they're better and have higher capacities. And of course, this also fits with theories of zombie defense. What doesn't work when you're trying to kill zombies? Punching them. Uh, you know, yeah. Shooting them in the chest, poking in the mm-hmm. chest, things like that. Yeah. All right, you got to separate the, the head from the body. Well, this sort of fits in that if you're a zombie, all of a sudden you've got 10 times capacity for hearts and lungs. Oh. That means you can sustain a lot of injury and not remove sufficient capacity to, to take you out of the occasion. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can do a whole lot of damage to the torso of a zombie yeah. without compromising the needs for hearts and lungs and blood. Uh, and uh, it sort of fits with it sounds my theory. kind of cool to be a zombie sound. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so the idea of the the slow moving zombies with the fast zombies, fast zombies were not canon, but fast zombies fit with the idea of a quick transition, and all of a sudden you've got more heart, more lungs, more blood capacity yeah. than you need, and then you could have a transition from fast zombies to slow zombies because of degradation, functional decline, tissues going to rot. Right, yeah. And so the newly hatched or newly spawned zombies are the fast ones. Mm -hmm. And if they're around for a while, their tissues degrade. They're not growing. They're not healing. Which plugs in good with these uh, ants and stuff because that's kind of what happens uh, with them and parasites and such from what I understand is that at the beginning, they're more normalized. And then over time, they degenerate. They degrade as their tissues degrade and the the parasite builds up inside them. Yeah. So there's a compromise, right? With canon, you could have slow zombies and fast zombies. If you think about the early Romero portrayals, we never saw them turn. They just were there. Mm -hmm. So they could have been zombies out in the swamp for a while and Mm. they've been zombies for weeks. Being athletes and And stuff. And they could have started fast and then gotten slow over time. Yeah. And Walking Dead has some of that as well, where right. the, the you know fast zombies to start with, but then you get these really messed up zombies that are moving slower. Yeah. Yeah. And where it kind of departs is, you know, the idea of, you know, with being able to withstand damage to the body, but it also it also feels like 
on some level they're portrayed as immortal unless you're hitting them in the head. Because sometimes you see right, like right. just a – there's certain zombie movies and like The Walking Dead where there's just a head. Mm-hmm. There's like – and it's, it's you know, chomping around. But oh, it, wow. there is nothing going on. You know, it's just like if you don't, if you don't penetrate – the skull and like destroy the brain. It's going to be operating and moving. Yeah. See, that's that's where I have I've I suspend my understanding at that point. Right. That's that's where we're getting to the supernatural. The idea mm-hmm. of a a dearticulated head being alive. Yes. Don't Can't buy do that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't buy that's that. That's where I draw but, the line. But uh, the head running the body, able to withstand a lot of damage. I, I can understand mm-hmm. that. You're still in. You and we, need the heart and such. Well, this is the thing is, is the initially the, the canon was that, you know, zombies don't have heartbeats. Zombies don't breathe. And lots mm-hmm. of early movies had like zombies underwater. Ooh. Right. I don't buy that. I think that zombies will have to breathe, will have to eat. They, they have this compulsion to feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 28 Days Later, they talked about the concept of zombies starving to death if they don't feed. Okay. Now so they're like, you know, the way I think about it. Okay, I, again, 90-kilogram mammal, warm-blooded. I've got a mammalian heart. I've got mammalian lungs. Um, I can think of a lot of examples of 90-kilogram reptiles like, oh, velociraptors that are pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Um, So zombies are kind of like changing a human to a velociraptor. Whoa. Never thought of that before. New movie? But you've... (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Zombie raptors? Does that exist? Mana raptor? Does that have a ring to it? It doesn't. Uh, uh, not yet. We're here in Culver City. If anyone wants to, you know, give me a consult on this, I'm available. Yeah, we're right near Culver Studios. Uh, I mean, we could just take a brief walk let's go over. Pitch. <laughs> yeah, let's go. we have enough. That's interesting. About I've, I had not. I've not seen 28 Days Later, so I did not know about the idea of zombies starving to death. Because that's one thing where I was also. Could they just like kind of decay to death it feels like you know yeah i feel like i don't see that very often in the zombie movies where it's just like oh this one just like fell fell apart you know that's true that would make sense because they are decaying right also you rarely you do a little bit in this movie but like the walking dead you never see a zombie with like a fresh shirt on which there have to be zombies with like a with like fresh clothes. You yeah, know? some of them just they were all shopping. they all look like clothes that have like completely lost their value in a way I've never seen clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's true. They look yeah decades old. I want, yeah. I want to see fresh threads on Something a zombie. Fresh, <laughs> nicely ironed. Yeah. yeah right? Somebody's got to be like wearing a suit when they were killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And not? I want that thing crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Steamed. Tied, um, tied up tight. Yeah. You know, yeah. A nice Windsor. <laughs> Tie clip. So uh, yeah, it's all the work. So a little handkerchief in the pocket, pocket Perfect. square. Yeah, I have a I have a quick game for us to play. Ooh, Ooh let's play a game. So and then uh, and then I have some more questions. But but let's do a quick game that I'm calling "Got a Zombie Prepared." Got a zombie prepared. And so the CDC has a preparation guide. They have things they recommend that you buy and store uh, in case of zombie apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah. This and is a real thing. This absolutely is. This is awesome. Okay. Abs- absolutely a real thing. The game had begun. <laughs> now, the <laughs> game is part of your game. The game has not begun yet. Just explaining. Okay. Uh, well, that's cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Well, Dr. Harris made a great point earlier. He was saying, like, you have a preparation kit for an earthquake or a tornado. Nobody's going to really pay attention, but you say zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Okay, what do I need? Yeah, exactly. it's, it's a it's a way to trick people into getting prepared for more realistic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so this is what I'm going to do. I just want you because I have the list here. 
So I want you to go down and guess what's on there. And then, uh, you know, obviously Ooh. you can take a guess after Joe. Okay. And uh, and and we'll we'll tell people exactly what they need for a zombie apocalypse. It's it's like a, a public service announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Great. This whole thing's basically just helping people. Thanks. I'm a philanthropist. Yeah. You're. That's big of you. Thank uh, you. Unreal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'll let you know what's what. So I would guess uh, water. Water first thing on the list. Yeah, that seems like the most obvious, right? Great. Um, one gallon per person per day, guys. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of water. You need a lot of water. Yeah. And then, you know, just in, thinking, thinking in the same realm, like uh, non-perishable food. Boom. That's number two. Uh, Stock up on non-perishable items that you eat regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the same thing. Uh, and then, so those are like seem like the obvious ones, right? Yeah. Food and water. And I'll let you know there's six more. Okay. Good God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would... Say and th- this is maybe a double answer because I, I, at first I thought like a, f- a flashlight, a source of light that you could have uh, beyond mm-hmm. you know having to use electricity, mm-hmm. and then that made me think also you probably want a lot of batteries. Okay, great, yeah. So I'll I'll give this one to you: tools and supplies. Okay, yeah, that's generous. <laughs> I've got you, very specific. But. Utility knife, duct tape, battery, powered radio, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Flashlight, maybe like a said. generator. Yeah, if you got a generator, you know, recreational vehicle. Yeah, SUV, Kayak, fishing <laughs> yeah. gear, yeah, assault Crossbow. rifle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, good. Three, three. Okay, cool. Uh, hmm. Okay, I would think something to a uh, first aid kit, first aid supplies. Yes. Yeah. Uh, although you're a goner, if a zombie bites you, you can use these supplies to treat basic cuts and lacerations that you might get during a tornado or hurricane. Mm-hmm. See, it's sneaking right in there. It's like, oh, maybe it's not an apocalypse. Some of this stuff might be useful. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can could, you could break it out if there's a non-zombie related uh, I, I like issue. when the CDC gets cute. Mm-hmm. Aw. Yeah. No, no. This is natural disaster. That's the zombie kit. Because, <laughs> you know, we don't want to break in that in case there's an apocalypse next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, keep them separate. All right. Uh, we got four more. Okay. Wow. All right. Are enjoy- shelter? Is there, is there shelter, shelter in here? Shelter is not... Because I'm assuming this One is all them. you could have in a closet, right? Uh, is that a yes. like survival Mostly blanket it's... thing? Those little... Uh... Uh, okay, yeah. I'll give that one to you. Clothing and bedding. A change of clothes for each family member and blankets. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's... Right. One of the needs. One Clothing of the, is one of you the gotta essential needs. Nobody wants to see that pito. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, medicine? Medications. That's correct. This includes prescription and non-prescription meds. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That is yes. I wouldn't have thought of that. Uh, you got to remember your meds, baby. Come on. There's two more. Okay. Um, I, did, did we cover kind of like hygiene products? That's one of them. Sanitation and hygiene. Household bleach, soap, towels, etc. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Got to keep clean. Got to keep it clean, like baby. A lot of blood, potentially. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Going around. Or just getting smelly. Yeah. Or, yeah, exactly. You don't want to live in that. No, it's filthy. Clean your stuff, guys. Do your laundry. Okay. Can we just summarize what we've got to figure out? Absolutely. Here we go. Water and food. Those Water, two. food, medications, tools and supplies, sanitation and hygiene, clothing and bedding, first aid supplies. Okay. We got one left, got one and more. I got to say, it also surprised me I wouldn't have thought of this. Cash. No. <laughs> That's no. a good one. Yeah. Uh, Probably do want to keep cash on you, though. I mean, I, I'm thinking more zombie versus an actual crisis, I think, weapons. 
but yeah. that would not be. Yeah, yeah not this on is here. Like yeah, real, CDC is not going to tell you to you know keep a get a, go get a gun. Everybody yeah, should have a shotgun. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> huh. Well, I'm I'm thinking back to my essential needs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I I'll, I'll give you a hint. I would say it would come in handy if you begin interacting with uh, other survivors or government that finds you. Something Identification. like that. Yes, oh, exactly. Okay. Important documents, they label it go. as. Uh, copies of your driver's license, passport, and birth certificate, etc. So, boom. That's what you need. There we go. Zombie Simple. apocalypse. In a oh, duffel okay. bag in the garage. A go bag. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. If it, go, if it goes down. Yeah. I always want to make something with a go bag, by the way. Like, I just want to make a film or a short film or something. About a go bag? Or just, like, at the beginning, it's just, like, music, and this guy, like, opens a bag, and it's all these essential things. And it says go bag. Zips it up, and it says go bag. On on the duffel bag. Yeah. Or somebody says, like, get the go bag. That just makes things exciting. If, if whatever the adventure, if it starts with grabbing the go bag, it's going to be fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Now I know I can do it and the audience will be on, on board. Um, okay. So I wanted to just ask you a couple of uh, uh, questions. This was just released four days ago, this research, but it was talking about THC in marijuana. Okay. Wanted your thoughts on it. It says, uh, long-term cannabinoid use alters metabolism and connectivity of brain regions involved in learning and memory in adult mice. And then it also went on to say that uh, it, it can help treat all, Alzheimer's disease, that that can improve their memory and reduces uh, n- neuronal loss, suggesting a possible therapy for the human disease. Okay. First off, cannabinoid. Oof. What, did I, what did I say? Neuronal. I can't say anything. That's all right, buddy. No, this isn't your field. My parents are not from this country, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they Here's were born elsewhere. I Whatever excuse I can get. Okay. What keep was, going. What was the first... The, did, did they contradict each other? Uh, not contradict each other, just that... Because I've heard... I've heard uh, the a, second one I get, that the, the use of... Uh, treatment, yeah, Alzheimer's, yeah. helps them remember the, okay, stuff. Okay, sure. That, but this, the other one is basically saying that like, if you're a normal adult and you use... Cannabinoids? What did you, you say? You use cannabis. Yeah, you could just say for a long the period of time. Of weed. Cannabinoids. Cannabinoids, cannabinoids. man. Right. I'm not going to remember that one. Cannabinoids. Yeah. Uh, for for extended use, yeah, then it will uh, be uh, bad for you. Bad for your memory. Bad for your memory. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So they are on opposite kind of ends of a little bit. Yeah. So about. I just, I don't know. I was curious. It has to do with the brain. Maybe you know, maybe you don't. Maybe you hate weed. Maybe you love it. Uh, I am indifferent. Okay. I. Grew up in the 80s in Vancouver, so, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of medicinal purposes for cannabis. Big pro for pain modulation, big pro for uh, dealing with nausea, great for cancer patients, great for um, HIV patients, great for just relaxing. Big fan of- uh, Kicking back. Kicking back. Letting your hair down. Absolutely. I'm grabbing a bud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> too far. Um, but, uh, you know, again, uh, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. Yeah. And uh, uh, cannabinoids, you have these receptors for cannabinoids that you have endogenous molecules. You know, we don't have, you know normal cannabis in our in our bodies, but we have uh, what are called ligands, the chemicals that bind to cannabinoid receptors. And they they do stuff in terms of, of neural signaling. Mm. And like anything, if you have a 
exogenous chemical, something you're bringing in from the outside and it is interacting with a normal regulatory molecule, then the processes that rely on those normal regulatory molecules will not work the way they should. Got it. That makes sense. Joe? Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you concur with this? <laughs> totally. Um, and then I just wanted uh, any suggestions you had on taking care of our brains and how we could improve them. Um, I, I, I'm interested in like getting good sleep, for example, I know is, is very important. And a lot of people look at their phones before they go to sleep or they're watching something on their laptop. And I've been told that that's not good. And so I'm also trying to get the word out about it and see what you think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, or if there's like superfoods that we should be eating or I don't know. Boy, I wish I had a, like a late night TV product I could pump right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super special food. berry. Exactly. <laughs> that a special they berry. don't want you to exactly. have. Exactly. <laughs> My tablets that you can't buy in stores, but if you call within the next 10 minutes when I'm paying someone to answer the phone. <laughs> so you know what? I mean, brains are complicated. Brains are fascinating. Brains are important. Um, and uh, sleep for us is where, you know, Allegorically, we recharge our batteries. It's important. If you don't sleep properly, you're not going to recharge properly. It can be very bad. Um, and we all live busy lives and we didn't evolve to be in front of bright lights and screens 24 hours a day. And our sleep regulation is very key to um, light cycles, photo period. Right? Mm -hmm. we, we wake up in the day when the lights are on. We go to sleep when it gets to be nighttime. And if we bring bright lights, full spectrum lights, lights of screens, when our bodies are trying to slow down, we have this, this um, rhythm, circadian rhythm. Uh, it's a 24-hour cycle for us. We've got a down phase and an up phase, and our bodies need to transition. And if we have these light signals that are coming at a time of the day when they shouldn't be coming, those transitions change. And uh, our circadian rhythms get disrupted. It just gets hard to sleep. Yeah. And then if we don't sleep properly, we don't recharge. We don't recharge. Our performance degrades the next day and again and again and again. So gotcha. sleep is good. Uh, getting it regularly is good. Um, in terms of things we can do to keep our brain, I like to think your brain is like a muscle. Um, exercise. And the exercise that we do is is thinking. Mm -hmm. So It'd like exercise, if you exercise, you've got to rest. That's the sleep. Exercise and nutrition, you got to eat properly. But thinking is the exercise for the brain. And there's the great industry about brain games. Some of them are bona fide, some of them not so much. Yeah. But just you know, list which ones are if, bad. If you, if you think, well, you know, <laughs> list the ones that are bad, the ones that don't pay me to, to no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. But if you think about it, you know, how many people do you know that are in the latest stage of their lives and they're really sharp? Yeah. Right. And, you know, think of what they do. Gotcha. And it's usually the ones that think. Yeah. The ones that are stay engaged, they stay active, they've got hobbies, they interact with people, they do stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm an academic and what I feel, the people that, that I see, the, the, uh, the um, people that are really sharp into their, their old age, lots of them are academics who have been thinking mm -hmm. a lot about new and interesting and challenging things, uh, interacting with people a lot that challenge you, you mentally. Yeah. So just consider your brain a muscle, exercise it, treat it well. Uh, don't do stupid things. Joe, 
<laughs> Whoa, yeah, I do stupid things all the time. I'm, I know that. This was kind of the reason I brought you in here today. Yeah, just shoving a, a pencil into my ear. <laughs> yeah, I came over the other day. The guy's shoving a pencil in his I'm ear. I'm see how many I could fit in there. Yeah, but it you was, need it to. It was one. As long yeah. as you're not pulling them out the other side, you should be okay, yeah, right? Yeah, you should be okay, but you could be doing other things with your time. Is That's what I'm true, saying. You know, right. try and think a little you more. You could have more intellectual pursuits, no doubt. Think about how many pencils you can put in your ear. Yeah, yeah don't just do it. Do think blue, about blueprints. I could, there's a lot of, yeah, work yeah. I could out. You know, yeah. instead of just ah, put a jam it in there. Right. Yeah. You know. Take a break. Read a book. Come mm-hmm. back. See if it's still a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you do you okay. uh, like watch stuff before you go to sleep or like be on your phone? Uh, I'm on and off. I mean, like it is very tempting, and I almost always fall prey to the. I have a hard time falling asleep. Uh, so like if I'm laying in bed and it's just like, well, I guess I'll, my phone is right next to me. I'll just grab it and see what's going on in there. Right. I'm very guilty of doing that. Yeah. But I do value sleep quite a bit and I sometimes get shit for it. Uh, really? Just because I feel like I have a lot of friends who are not don't sleep a bunch, mm-hmm. and when I get the opportunity to sleep in, I will sleep in as much as I can. Yeah, because I believe in the concept of having sleep deficit, and that if my body is trying to get that sleep, I should let it, and I need to. If I need to catch up, I need to catch up. Yeah, and I'm not being lazy. I'm getting what my, my body is telling me I need to get. Recharging, absolutely. That's how I feel. I love sleep. I'm very into it. I found a bit ago that when I because I'm I'm very good at waking up and then falling back asleep. Yes, me too. Great. So when I if I were to wake up and just check my phone mm-hmm. and check an email or something, then it would become more difficult for me to fall asleep. Where sure. normally if I don't, I'm just up and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go back to sleep. No problem. Mm-hmm. So it, I don't Which know. We're lucky. I talk, yes. I talk to a lot of people who struggle with once they're up, they're up. It's a skill. It's a it's a <laughs> talent, man. I'm I'm very fortunate with that talent. I love going to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a good time. Anyway, speaking about a good time, this has been an absolutely great time. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've it has had been. a, a lot agree. of fun. Um, and uh, we we have a plug section at the end. Is there something you wanted to discuss? People can go to your classroom. <laughs> That's not, sure. Is it, is come open, come open to doors? Cal State Long Beach and be my student. Hey, 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 That's Long awesome. Beach State. Oh, you know what? Oh, thank you for that. We've rebranded the campus completely. Oh, wow. I've got a, yeah, Interesting. Long Beach State. Interesting. That's right. Yeah. Long, Long Beach, Beach State. State. Go dirtbags. W- <laughs> <laughs> and people, first of all, that's the actual. That's our baseball team. The dirtbags? The dirtbags. We're awesome. Wow. Did that's not great. know that. Really I, funny. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. I'm a big no, fan it's now. it's a thing. <laughs> I, I, I believe you. Go dirtbags. Go dirtbags. <laughs> um, yeah, no, is there, a, I don't know, study people should look up or if, take your class? What I don't know. Or any published work we could find? Well, it kinda, I already plugged my rabies work, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Great. And uh, that's uh, a sideline that I was doing uh, with some <clears throat> colleagues. Uh, most of the stuff I do, I'm quite convinced only you know 10 or 15 people on the planet really care yeah, about it. Sure. Uh, I'm interested in, in control of, of breathing, uh, control of heart rate. Um, I care about those things. What's called, yeah, well, you, the you stuff know, that if you whatever. don't do it properly, you're dead. That's that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, um, it. <laughs> and uh, so, but uh, yeah, be good to your bodies. Don't do stupid things. Uh, be nice to people. Have a nice day. Nice. That's Come to good... Cal State Long Beach. I mean, Long Beach State. Long Beach State. Long Beach State. Go dirtbags. Go dirtbags. <laughs> it's a really good positive uh, plug there. One of the most I've ever heard. Go dirtbags. Uh, Joe, you, yes. uh, if I'm not mistaken, hmm. have, uh, a, a, at the time we're recording this, two days ago, yes. released 31 videos in the same day. That's correct. On Wednesday, November 14th, I uh, it was a long gestating project that uh, finally was birthed. Uh, it was 31 original comedy videos. 
that I you you can if you want to watch them you can go to my website joequazala.com or you could go to my Twitter at joekjok they're all up there both places yeah it was quite an undertaking and I spent you know half a year producing them and then all in one day and yeah. it was a it was a lot of fun I've I was watching a lot of them yesterday laughing a lot oh, very thank funny thank you thank I enjoyed you. it they look great cool. thanks so much yeah yeah um how do you feel now it must be such a huge relief yes right? I mean because maybe the hardest part was the post-production process where we were just at in the editing bay non-stop but yeah. it was so nice to find and also it was frustrating to be like I made all this stuff and no one has seen it yet so to finally have it, it go out there and, and be uh, available it feels great yeah and I can also just relax in terms of not having to you know constantly be editing and stuff and it, it feels good and I'm, I'm very proud of all of it yeah well yeah. congrats Thanks, I, man. I love that you, you did it we'll put a link in the description you guys can check it out thanks so much uh, of course thank you guys for being here mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see you next time right on thank you bye very bye. much it was fun bye Bad Science is hosted and produced by me, Ethan Edinburgh. Our social media producers are Kate Baker and Edward Gullett. And the executive pre-dead guy turned undead guy is Brett Kushner. I want to give a quick shout out to Brent Butler, who's been helping me with the last few intros. And I recommend you follow us on Instagram at Bad Science Show. That's at Bad Science Show. Feel free to send us an email at badscienceatseeker.com. You can suggest movies that you want us to do or send me links to stuff that you think that I'll dig. I read all the emails and try to respond to all of them as well and love hearing your feedback of course it's a huge help if you rate and review the podcast but i would recommend you tell a friend let them know how much you're enjoying the show and get together with them this week and watch ex machina because that'll be the episode for next week all right i'll see you then bye